at state conference whilst we were away um, last week. Um, I've got to say it was probably one of the best state conferences that we've been to. The speakers were outstanding. Um, the presence of God was palpable. Uh, it was so strong, in fact, that uh, in one of the sessions, uh, as soon as the speaker, Pastor David uh, Hall, got up to speak, I just I felt like the, the Holy Spirit was just all over me, like a rash. It was just incredible and uh, there was an older call at the end and I responded to that uh, that older call and just went out and just cried like a baby cried like a baby and uh, I know that it was a work of the Holy Spirit that was uh, was going on in my life at that moment and it's really interesting because um, and I know that none of you would ever struggle with this but sometimes I, I have a problem in personalizing that he's my father I always say, you know, uh, the father, uh, our father, whatever, but I've never been able to really personalize it, that God is my father. And I found myself in the preparation of this morning's message that I was walking through it, there were a number of references to the father. And I, I suddenly realized that I could actually call him just simply father. And that came out of that conference. Uh, so I've gone through my notes and where it was a reference to the father, it's now just simply father, because he's my dad. He's my dad. And I pray that even as I speak this morning, that a part of what has happened in my life and in my heart is imparted to you if you struggle in that area as well. Because, you know, sometimes it's, it's just tough. Life is tough, and you, you try to make the best of it in the best way that you can, and stuff just, you know, comes off on you, and and whatever, but you know, just this morning, I just really do feel that there is going to be something incredible that happens in your life as I speak this message. This message, I'm supposed to be speaking on something else this morning. I, uh, there's a group of us uh, that uh, get together in what I call my preaching think tank, and we get together and we talk about the topics that we're going to be talking on. And um, I'm supposed to be talking on serving this morning, uh, and I lead that group, so. Um, <laughs> But this morning, this, God's given me something different that uh, I feel is a now word of the Lord, and God has given me to help us all to experience something that I believe is freely available today, but the enemy has come in to rob us of realizing the fulfillment of that. So Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you that you speak to me in ways that I've not prepared in my notes things that uh, you want to impart to your people about this subject today. I pray that we, we experience the fullness of what you've done. We see with clarity what you've done. We hear with clarity what you're saying to us, Lord God. We feel it in our spirit. We feel it in our soul. We feel it in our hearts and our minds. And Father, we take a hold of this truth today and we believe for transformation that is born by your spirit as a result of sitting under your word and the truth of your word comes alive alive in us and it quickens us and it touches us in a way that we've never been touched before and we see things we've never seen before we hear things that we've never heard before and I pray that personally in my life as I speak this but also in the hearers lives today in Jesus wonderful name and everyone said amen amen, amen. my uh, subject matter this morning I'm talking about an open heaven 
If you want a title for my message this morning, uh, that's it. It's just two words, open heaven. I don't know what to put before. I don't know what to put after it. So I thought, you know what, open heaven's good for me. So I'm going to be talking out of uh, Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. And this is what it says. And this is out of the New International Version, the NIV. It says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open. Let's say that together. At that moment, heaven was opened. It says, at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. At the moment that Jesus went up out of the water, at that moment, heaven was open. Let's picture this scene for a moment, shall we? We've got John the Baptist. He's baptizing people in the Jordan River. It tells us that people came from Jerusalem, all Judea, the whole region of the Jordan and thereabout. People from all walks of life were coming. People were coming for the right reasons to John to be baptized and people were coming for the wrong reasons to be baptized by John. There were people that wanted to get right with God, but there were people that just wanted to look good in front of the people. And John, he, he spoke to these people directly, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, these religious people that just came out to be looking good in front of the people. And he called them a brood of vipers and a whole different stuff that, that he, he just got into their face about. But then Jesus, sorry, John talks about one who was yet to come who would baptize not with water, but with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Everyone say, with the Holy Spirit and fire. I pray for us to get back to the basics. I want to be baptized afresh in the Holy Spirit. I want the fire of God in my spirit. I want the fire of God in my life more evident than it's ever been before. Let's get back to the roots of you know, our, our, our faith and believing that the Holy Spirit wants to bring the fire of his presence once more. I want the fire of God in me. I want it because I want, there's stuff in my life that's got to be burnt up. And I want the fire of God's presence in me. Then we see Jesus. He walks onto the scene. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you, do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus is baptized, let me underst let's understand what the baptism is here, okay? John the Baptist is taking Jesus and he's in the water. They're standing in the water together. John the Baptist then takes Jesus, lays him down so that Jesus is completely immersed in the water. He brings him back up out. And at that moment, when Jesus has come out of the water, the heavens have opened and the Spirit of God in the form of a dove has come down lighting upon Jesus, okay? And then the Father shows up and, and starts to say, this is my Son whom I love. In Him I am well pleased. And I, I think it's incredible that, you know, uh, that, that at the very point of 
this, this time here that, you know, I, I, and this is something I've said myself, that I, I think it's wonderful that the Father shows up and, and, and tells everybody, including Jesus, right, when he's come out, out of the water, that he loves him and that he's pleased with him. And Jesus, you know, uh, we all think that this, he hasn't done anything as, as far as his earthly ministry is concerned. He hasn't healed a single person. He hasn't raised a single person to life. He hasn't preached a sermon at all. And here we have Jesus giving the son the, the affirmation of his love and his pleasure in him right here. And we think that Jesus hasn't done a thing to earn that. I've thought about this. And I actually think that Jesus did do something that attracted the Father's attention. I do believe that he did that. See, what Jesus has done in going through the waters of baptism is to give a prophetic picture of what he would do at Calvary. Right at the very start, Right at the very start of his ministry, before he said a word apart from being done for righteousness, right at the very start, Jesus has said, this is the very reason that I've come. And it was to do this in reality. What I did through the baptism of the waters, he says, I am going to do on Calvary. He's saying to the Father, Father, I know why I've come. I'm up for this. I've got this. I am going to go through this. I'm going to walk through this. And I know that it's going to cost me my life. But I'm going to do this. That very thing attracted the Father's attention so much that the heavens were opened. And the Father has said, this is my son whom I love. And I'm fully chuffed with him. <laughs> I'm fully pleased with him. I'm smiling at my boy right now. I know that I can trust him with everything because he's given me a sign of what he wants to do in our lives. At the very start of his ministry, it's almost like there's this bookend of Jesus' uh, his ministry life, isn't there? At the very start, he shows us through the baptism of water what's going to happen. And then at the very end of his earthly ministry, he goes to Calvary. There's these two bookends of the, the, the death, the burial, and the, and the resurrection of Jesus' life. And it's bookended by, by that. I know that there's some other stuff that Jesus did outside of his, his death, burial, and resurrection at Calvary. But you know what? It's almost like there's, there's this book. And everything in between is about showing the Father, revealing the Father, just demonstrating what the Father can do and what an open heaven looks like for us. Jesus showed up and he did this for us. And he did it for the sake of, of righteousness. It tells us, you know, he, Jesus is there talking to John. And he says to John, you know, because John says, I've got to be baptized by you, you know, this is not right. But Jesus says, no, we've got to do this for the righteousness sake. Righteous, we've got to understand what righteousness means. It means that I can stand in right standing in front of the Father. Because what, what Jesus is here saying is, I'm not doing this for myself because I already know that I'm righteous before the Father because there's not an ounce of sin in my life. But this is for the people that need to come. So that I can make a way, I can actually create a way where people of every walk in life can stand righteous before the Father. 
This was not for him. This was for us. He did this for us. He was demonstrating this is for righteous. I want people to stand righteous before the Father. That's why I've got to come here and do this. I've got to go through the waters as a demonstration saying, I want to make people righteous so they can stand in front of the Father. It's a prophetic picture. Right at the very start, there's no wonder it captured God's attention. At that very moment that the heavens were opened. See, by being obedient and going through the waters of baptism, he attracted their father's attention, pointing to a time where all of mankind had access to the father by believing in his sinless sacrifice on the cross, dying for our sins and then being buried and raised to life. This is why Jesus did this. He knew that he was going to obtain for mankind. He knew that we could stand righteous before the father, not from anything that we'd done, but because of all that Jesus had done. And then just as Jesus came up out of the waters, just as Jesus came up out of the grave, we too shall live again because we can experience the resurrection power of God. It's, it's real. It's tangible. It's something that we are, if you're born again today, you're raised to a new life. You're raised to a new life. If you've come out of the waters of baptism, if you've given your heart over to God, you know, there's this time where you need to understand that the heavens are open to you. Because nowhere in Scripture do I read that the heavens closed. Nowhere in the, Old, in the New Testament, sorry, does it actually say that when the heavens were open, that they were suddenly closed again. It's an open-ended invitation to come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit that gives us access to everything that's available in heaven. Heaven's open. It's open for business. It's open for business this morning. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What joy could the writer of Hebrews have been talking about? Could it possibly have been the joy of an open heaven? for the people that would follow after Jesus? Could it possibly have been that there was the joy of of understanding who the Father was and what's available to us through the open heaven? Could it possibly have been that there was the, the joy of hearing the Father saying, I love you, I love you, and I'm fully pleased with you. Could it possibly have been for that joy? That there was this connection that needed to happen between man and Father, That could only come through the person Jesus Christ. That's why there was a joy. Because it it brought joy to Jesus' heart, seeing mankind have a way to come to Father that was never available before. Jesus pointed to a way that we are to follow. The same path that Jesus traveled, we are to travel. We may not go through the cross of Calvary, but we are called to take up our cross. Jesus went to Calvary so that we wouldn't have to. Jesus is the only sacrifice that God the Father accepted for our lives. When we place faith in Christ for our salvation, the Bible tells us that we are born again. If you're a believer this morning, if you've accepted Christ to be your Lord and Saviour, You are what we call a born-again believer. Born again by the Spirit of God. Once we were separated from God, but now through Christ we are united with Him. 
Once we were orphans, now we are God's children. God did this to create an open heaven for us to walk in. It says in Galatians chapter 4, verses 5 to 7, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we're his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, everything he has belongs to you. And if that doesn't sound like an open heaven, I don't know what does. Have a listen. John 10.10, we have an abundant life in Christ. John 14.12, if we believe in Christ and his works, we will do even greater works than he's done. The Bible talks about that. John 14.14, if we ask anything in his name, it will be done. In Luke 17 verse 6, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain to be removed and it will be. Mark 9 23 says nothing is impossible for him who believes. It's an open heaven church. We have access to an open heaven. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, no, there's just like brass. You can't, your prayers aren't making it through. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Do you think that there's anything on earth that could stop you from getting your prayers through to the Father? Because the Father's listening to you right now. He's with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He will always be there for you. He will hear your cries. He will hear your pleas. He will hear your prayers. He knows what you need. What we need is the faith to believe and access to heaven to bring down what he's got for us. It's an open heaven. It's an open heaven. The devil's t- sold you a lie. That you know, oh well, I, you know, it's just, oh, it's just a really tough season right now, and obviously, you know, the storm clouds, and we we have this picture in our mind that, that heaven's like a, a bright and sunny day, that there's no clouds around. But then, you know, when when there's a cloud around, oh no, God can't hear me because you know the sun's not making it through today. And come on, come on, really? You think a cloud can stop the presence of God? Give me a break. Give me a break. We have to understand what the Bible says. At the moment that Jesus came up out of the waters, the heavens were opened. At the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the heavens are open to us, church. They really are open to us. Don't believe the lie of the enemy this morning. Sounds like to me that we've got an open heaven. When heaven opened to Jesus, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's nowhere does it say that it's been closed up again. Nowhere does it say that. Nowhere does it say that. If heaven didn't close up to Jesus again, then access is still available today. Father's not going to give us a one-off access to heaven. He's given us an eternal access. So... So at some point we die. You know, are you just hoping that heaven's open that day? I mean, how stupid. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Oh, no, sorry. It's got the closed sign on today, so you can't make it. You're oh, bad luck. You know, all those years that you spent praying and giving and serving and, and loving others and telling people about Jesus. It's just your luck is closed today. Don't know how that happened, but it just did, you know. You know, it's bad luck. <laughs> really? Come on. 
Hej. Oh, man. Jesus. Father's not going to give us a one-time access. He's given us eternal access, and it's called faith. We just need to believe that God's going to do it. By faith, we have access to all that God has ready for us. There's four things. Here's four things. I believe that we can expect as a result of an open heaven. An open, are you ready for an open heaven? I believe that, number one, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. John 14 verse 6 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Heaven is accessed only through Jesus. Only Jesus can open heaven so we can find a relationship with Father. John 1 verse 12 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become a child of God. If you're a believer today, you're a child of God. You're a child of God, and God loves you. I was playing with uh, Sebastian, my grandson, out the front uh, just uh, at the start of the service. We were having fun together. Uh, you know, I believe God the Father wants to ha- have fun with his kids. He wants to play high fives. So you can see, slap the hand the hardest. Don't play that with God, he wins, all right? Okay? It's just a great, just have fun. That's what God the Father wants. When we're hurting, he knows. He sees the tears and he wipes the tears away. He holds us, he cradles us, he cradles us, and he gives us the things that we need at the time that we need it. That's the Father that we have. It's a relationship. We have access to Abba Father, Daddy Father, Father Daddy. I would just love to, to run into your arms. It tells us in Hebrews 4, verse, I'm just getting excited. Can you? I've got to tell you. I I, I won't. Hebrews 4 verse 16, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. It's an open heaven. You can run into the throne of grace. Man, you don't have to do what I do every Saturday morning. You don't have to run 5K to do it. Just run to Father. Run to Father, run into his presence, jump into his arms. He's the one that's standing or, or leaning down, ready to embrace you into his, into his, his arms and, and to welcome you, to hold you close. And, and, it, and it all goes on. It says, look, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. How do we please Father. Simply by having faith, because to have faith means that we believe that he exists and that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. We can go to Father. Jesus gave us an open heaven so that we could approach the throne of grace with confidence. He's there welcoming us. He wants us to run into his arms. If we stuff up, run to Father. Don't run from him. Run to him. He's the one that's full of mercy and grace. If we run from him, we're running from the very thing we need that's going to bring healing into our lives and help us to overcome in those areas. Run to him when we stuff up. If we need a rest, run to Father. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, for I will give you rest. Take on me on your life my yoke, for it's easy and light, and it won't cause a burden to you. Run to Father if you need a rest. If you, know, if you need healing, run to Father. Father's got healing. In his hands. 
If we need hope, run to Father. He knows the plans He has for us. Plans to prosper us and not to bring ruin upon our lives. God's got powerful plans for us. If we need provision, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't know how much that is, but it sounds like a lot. I've heard of some like steers, as in not with a steering, but steer, like steers. Okay, you get the picture. 10,000 bucks for a steer. That sounds like a lot. And he's got a, a he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't know. Heaven's actually paved with, with pavers of gold. Ask him to chuck down a paver. Just don't stand under it. seems to me reasonable that if we need provision, we'd run to Father. And believe that he actually wants to give it to us. <laughs> you know, we, sometimes we have this picture, you know, oh, Lord, would you help me? To, uh, you know, I just need a paver from heaven today. He's, oh, I tricked you. I tricked you. You know, he just like, snatches it away just at the last minute we reach out for him. He's not like that. He's not like that. That's not Father. Our open heaven gives us free access to Father. Here's the challenge then. When was the last time we ran to Father's embrace? When was the last time we ran into Father's embrace? Number two. 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 Not only do we get a relationship, we have a reason or a purpose, because I couldn't think of another word for purpose that started with R other than reason. So a reason. A reason. We've been given access to an open heaven to populate heaven. We've been given access and heaven's been opened to us to open up our hearts and our arms to serve other people. See, I get serving in here. This is the subject I'm supposed to be speaking on this morning, serving. We've been given the reason for this open heaven. It's to become ministers or ministers or servants of reconciliation between heaven and earth, between Father and, and mankind. It talks about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 to 21. You know, people say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life in Christ. Well, just be a minister of reconciliation. He, he talks about that to every one of us. We are ministers of reconciliation. That is our job description. We are called to reconcile people back to the Father. That's, that's, that, that's our role. That's what we do. The reason for this access to open heaven is to see people come to faith in Christ. Nothing will do more for your faith than to see your family or friends that you've been praying for come to faith in Christ. You want to inject your faith, your, your walk with, with God with absolute joy and with a, a, a really good feelings. Because <laughs> there's a phrase that came to mind that I thought, no, I shouldn't say that in church. So... You realize your purpose. Thank you, darling. You realize your purpose. We're called to, to reconcile people back to God. One of the greatest ways to find fulfillment is to serve someone and make things happen for them. When was the last time you actually asked you know, someone, is that, what can I do for you? Or is, is life all about you? <laughs> Me, myself, and I. The new trinity of the earth. One of the greatest ways to see people come alive is to bless them and be generous towards them. 
It doesn't have to be thousands of millions of dollars. Just, just a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking of you. Just, hey, how you doing? You okay? Hey, do you want to catch up for a coffee? Okay, four bucks fifty. It might cost you. Okay, it might, might, and a bit of time. But how about you just ask someone out for a coffee? How about you just say, hey, just, do you want to catch up? Do you want to hang out for a bit? Or I don't know. You've got better ideas than me. Go to a barbie. It's great. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 10 says, Don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit reaps eternal life. It says, that, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those of the family of believers. See, we sow to our sinful nature when life becomes all about us. It's about our flesh. I want my needs met. I want my, my attitudes fixed. I want this. I want, I want, I want for me, 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 me. There's two daughters mentioned in the book of Proverbs. Their name's Leech. It's true. And they, all they say is, I, give me, give me, give me. That's all they say. This is, we've just got to get back to this whole thing. If we want to please, uh, so to please the Spirit, meet the needs of others. Stop looking at ourselves. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. There's an open heaven that gives us the reason for our lives, and that's to make things happen for someone else, to love and to serve other people. What are we making happen for other people? With the access that we have to the Father, with this open heaven, what? What are we making happen for someone else? How badly do we want to see our family and friends saved? Badly enough to actually talk to them about Jesus? Now there's a thought. But that's another series. Number three. <clears throat> Not only do we have the ability to access a relationship and a purpose, a reason for accessing an open heaven... But there's a real power. There's a real power at work. There's a, there's a power that's available to us that is out of this world. There is a power available. It says in, in our passage, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove lighting on him. We read in Jesus' baptism that when he went up out of the waters, that heaven opened and that he saw the Spirit of God like a, descending like a dove lighting upon him. Now, I want to clarify something really easy here, okay? I know that this doesn't point to or mean that, that when this dove came and rested on Jesus that the lights came on, okay? It, lighted, it means it rested upon him. But the way my brain's wired, I couldn't stop help but think about the day of Pentecost when the flame, like flames of fire, came and rested upon believers. 
It's like the, the Old Testament times. You knew that God was present in the house because the flame of his presence filled, filled the, the tabernacle or the tent of meeting. There was a flame. There was a light at work. And it was a brilliant light. It was a beautiful light. It was an amazing light. You know, and this is the light that came down from heaven and, and shattered the, the prophets of Baal's uh, whole world alive. You know, it's just There's this light that comes to someone. That's what we need to get back to. Is having the presence of God rest upon us once more. You know, just, just diving into all that God has for us. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit wants to light upon us, as he did on the day of Pentecost. John chapter 16, verse 7 says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Counselor, who's also the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I'll send him to you. See, Jesus had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come and rest upon us. John 14, verses 16 to 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth goes on to say, But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Will be in you. There's this whole thing, this thing that Jesus has gone to heaven. He's been resurrected. He's ascended to heaven on high. And the Father has released the Holy Spirit upon mankind for those who are hungry, for those who are believers and can just reach out to him. He wants to rest on our lives. He wants to fill our lives. He wants to flood our lives with his presence. Everything we need in heaven is available to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that brings healing, wholeness and freedom. Luke 24, 49, but I'm sending to you uh, what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Cheers. <laughs> when we're clothed with power from on high, we access all that's available through the open heaven. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, <coughs> You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in, in Jerusalem, or Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That word power is dunamis. It's, a, it's where we get our, our, uh, our word for dynamite today. I didn't, don't know if you actually realize this, but you've got dynamite power. You've got explosive power available to you explosive power that word witness is actually the greek word for martyr you're going to become a martyr for god here's the deal okay careful how you use the power of the whole this dynamite because you're going to blow yourself up <laughs> just kidding just kidding it's an easy way to martyr yourself. There's, you know, sadly, there's people who've got the wrong idea about that in our world. We've got power to heal broken bodies. We've got power to create provision for every need. We've got power to bring down the enemy in your life. We've got a power to open prison doors, power to close the mouths of lions, power to move mountains, power to kill the Goliath that stands in front of you, power to walk through fire and not be touched. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the power for living a victorious life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have power to set people free and be a witness. It's when you don't want to speak up about your faith that suddenly the, the Holy Spirit says, no, you've got to talk. You've got to say this to this person. 
That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He suddenly come to you and said, you know, I'm going to empower you to say what you need to say in this moment. Where has our hunger for the person of the Holy Spirit gone? Where's our desire to be used by the Holy Spirit for his purposes gone? Let's fan into flame the gift of God on us and cry out to be filled once more, to hunger for the person of the Holy Spirit once more. To access all that God's given to us in an open heaven. And lastly, number four, a rejoicing. I want to tell you that the the father rejoiced at what the, the son did. He said, this is my son. I love him. I love him. I'm so pleased with him. I'm so pleased. It's full of emotion. It's full of rejoicing. It's full of a joy in his son. Father rejoiced over, this, over Jesus because what he did, because he pointed towards Calvary. Populating heaven creates such a rejoicing in heaven. In Luke 15 verse 7 it says, I tell you that in the same way there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. When someone gets saved, all of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. There's such a party. There's, you know, the hats and everything. It's great. <clears throat> we may think <clears throat> that we know what it's like to rejoice, but wait until we experience the joy of creating an opportunity for someone to access the open heaven that Jesus has made available. It'll set your faith aflame. And I, this is a question you need to answer. And I'm not asking for a show of hands. When was the last time you actually led someone to Christ? I answer that myself as well. I, I challenge myself that as well. When was the last time we actually led someone to Christ? When was the last time we actually spoke to a stranger about Jesus? The Father, nothing gives the Father greater reason to rejoice than a soul being saved. Nothing gives Father greater reason to rejoice than someone accessing what is available to them through an open heaven. David prayed for the joy of his salvation to be restored to him. Let me tell us today that there's nothing like the joy of seeing a family member, a friend, or a work colleague come to faith in Christ. 3 John Uh, Verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Jesus gave us access to all this and so much more. His death, burial and resurrection created an open heaven. Whose lives, and here's the challenge for this morning, whose lives will be affected by our death, burial and resurrection as we follow Jesus? Are our lives following Jesus in such a way that we are opening heaven for others? Are we accessing heaven for others this morning? Because when we come to faith in Christ, the heavens have been opened to us. Who are we accessing heaven for today? How much of a difference is it going to make in their lives? See, heaven's not closed. Heaven's not closed. What's stopping us from reaching up and taking a hold of Father 
of living for his purposes, of accessing real power for every situation, and then rejoicing and giving glory to God through whatever happens. Let's stand. Just as the team come up, they're going to start to play a cranking good song. That was a subtle hint to my worship leaders to crank this song. What are we believing God for, church? What are we believing God for? Do we really believe the Bible? Do we really know what's been made available to us? Heaven's open, church. Don't let the enemy lie to you or deceive you in any way. The heavens have been opened. They are, if you're a born-again believer this morning, heaven has been opened to you. And right now, I just want every head bowed, every eye closed, and just want to make an opportunity available to you. I want to tell you that Jesus died for you because he loves you. And by his death, burial, and resurrection, he made a way for us to be able to access the Father, to bring us into right relationship, into righteousness for God. This morning, you know, I've I've spoken a little bit about some stuff. I've, I've made light of some things. But I can tell you there's never a more serious, critical decision that people need to make about actually pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ and handing over the lordship of our lives to his lordship. That we say we're going to get off the throne of our lives and put God onto the throne of our life. I don't know everybody here. I don't know where you stand in so far as eternity is concerned. I don't know where you stand in relationship to the Father. But I want to make an opportunity for you this morning that if you've never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Christ died for you because he loves you. Christ died for you because he was sinless and he took on our sin and it was nailed to the cross instead of us. What you do in this next few seconds is crucial to your eternity. What will you do with what Jesus has done? If you've never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, but you say, today I want to give my life to Christ. I want to live for Jesus. I want him to be the Lord of my life. I want you to just put your hand up so I know who I'm praying for. Just put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it, and then I'm going to be praying for you. The Bible says that we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we shall be saved. That's what it says. Is there anybody here this morning simply wants to hand over the lordship of your life to Jesus, to God Father, this morning? Just put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it. Okay. This morning... I know that there are people who are struggling with different things in your life this morning. Sickness, illness, you need a provision, you need a restoration, whatever it is. As this song plays, as we play this song, if you need God to move in your life in a particular area,
I just invite you to come out the front. I'd love to pray with you. Because I do believe that God has created an open heaven. And that the answer is available to you today. Let's believe together for the, the breakthrough that you need. If it's, if it's a greater thing that God needs to do in your life, let's believe it together, shall we? Let's believe that God can do amazing things. Let's call down heaven this morning. Let's ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Let's get into God and let God get into us. Amen.